Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everyone. Hello, and welcome to the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. I am joined by my buddy, Michael Leone, for another episode of Here's the Thing. And uh, in this episode of the, the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast, Leone and I are going to run through all of the, not all of them, we're going we're gonna to take a look at the FanDuel, DraftKings, and some of the other legal sportsbook uh, markets for Super Bowl player props. We're going to talk a little bit about the prices. Uh, we are going to maybe recommend some wagers if I can get Nitty Mr. Leone to actually recommend something. And uh, yeah, we're just, we're just going to talk about all of the available props and think about uh, some of the ways that uh, that we can wager on these games. Leone, are you are you getting pumped? I'm pretty pumped. We just had a very intense conversation about arithmetic mean versus geometric mean, and yeah, we're not going to do that here because it would expose us as total frauds. But it was fun. Talking I, about I actually think had that been a recorded conversation, people would have a higher opinion of my sports betting acumen than they did know, before. Maybe. It's possible, and it, it did revolve around or was rooted in a Blake Bell 12 to 1 anytime TD scoring prop. So that it did revolve around that. I don't know if you can still get that number everywhere, though. He's 11 to 1 on the FanDuel Sportsbook now. What is he on the DraftKings Sportsbook? Because I, I think 12 to 1 was like a, a pretty break even price on him. Yeah, we have him projected for 0. 0.09 touchdowns, which is you know that that that's a okay bat at 12 to 1 especially if in your geometric mean example you're talking about you know if there's an assumption you're going to roll that money over there's sometimes like a little bit of hidden edge in those longer shot bets because of the ability to reinvest that money and getting compounding returns but the number on DraftKings is plus 800 which is really bad and it's really important to price shop I'm kind of amazed at how different the pricing on a lot of these props are between FanDuel and DraftKings. I think in general, the anytime TD scores are really bad bets looking at them. 
it seems like some of the, the, long- the market the market on these is pretty short like Kendrick Bourne was a guy I liked and uh, I told Leone I would not admit the price that I bet <laughs> on him until we were on the air uh I don't know how many touchdowns we have him projected for but I know that I am holding a Kendrick Bourne anytime TD four to one ticket that's not as bad as it is now where it, it moved because he was like DK. yeah I think I think all these seem like they're better on FanDuel, the anytime TD scores at least. We have them at 0.28 touchdowns, but you have to consider you have to factor in our projections that it's an average, it's a mean, not a median, and there's chances he scores multiple touchdowns. So if anything, the odds is going to be lower than – so 0.28, if you converted that to 28% chance of a touchdown, is actually going to be lower than that because you want to strip out the times that he's scoring multiple touchdowns. So Four to one seems not terrible, but you know, probably. I mean not. that that number is not available anymore. It's it's gone now. All of the primary TD score numbers are like horrible, absolutely horrific. Though I think I saw Kittle at plus one hundred, or maybe it was Kelsey. And we don't have anyone in terms of receiving touchdowns over point six projected touchdowns. And again, you know, the true odds if you convert that to a percentage to sixty percent, it's going to be lower than that because we're factoring in multiple touchdowns, which has absolutely nothing to do with the anytime TD score prop bet. Yeah. Uh, so, so well, actually, first of all, have you wagered on either side of the game on, on the 49ers or the Chiefs or the total? I have wagered on Kansas City minus one and a half. Wow. I have too. I, I know we're intertwined on this. I really thought it was going to be like three, but we haven't really seen any movement. If anything, I saw it drop to one in a couple places. So it'll be interesting. I, and and there are, I, I believe DK still has the total at 54 as well when it's 54 and a half everywhere else. But then I thought I saw 53 and a half somewhere. So I don't know. I'm I'm interested in, I think if I had to choose, I would take the over. My read on this game and what our projections you're going to see like a lot in terms of prop betting is we think San Francisco is flexible and will adjust to game script. And as a result, we have them pass heavier than they have been. Pinnacle Pinnacle does have 53 and a half per – I'm looking at it right now on Mm. Sports Grid, and that's what they have, which is pretty interesting. And as a result of them being pass heavier, you know, we like some Jimmy G overs. We like some Moster unders. There, there's some optionality in pro Moster bets in the sense that Tevin Coleman potentially doesn't play, even though it sounds like he's going to play right now. Or if you, if you liked the number now with Tevin Coleman iffy, it could only, you know, improve if Tevin Coleman's out. I do think if Tevin Coleman plays, though, a lot of his numbers are inflated. Uh, that's just a quick read on the game and the props in general. I was so excited to bet Matt Breida props, and uh, I, I, it's just like uh, they mur- they murdered my boy Dot Gif uh, from The Godfather. It's like all his props are terrible, terrible bets. They're all, like he's like two fifty to score a touchdown on FanDuel. Uh, some of these places don't even have his yardage prop up. Like it's it's just it's no good. It's no fun at all. Yeah, I think they're probably, there's just no reason to take the risk on an injury situation is what they're doing there. Uh, Let's start with the quarterbacks, though. I think one interesting point, already said how the price differences between DraftKings and FanDuel are. The Mahomes passing touchdown prop line at minus, or at one and a half touchdowns 
is very different between the two sites. On DraftKings, he's only minus 235 for the over one and a half. And on FanDuel, I believe it's like minus 280. So reading the logic of sports betting and calculating like the synthetic hold. How how many times do you think over the next year we're going to reference that book and Ed Miller? A million times because it's the only (laughs) book I've really read. I mean, it's like, I I, so I read Ed's book and I was like, I got to know more. I got to know more about sports betting. And I got to be honest, nothing out there really even comes close to being as good as that book is. Well, it's very, and it says what it is right in the beginning. You know, it's going to teach you the things you know to realize your position and your odds and what you're up against. And that it's probably the most important thing is to have that information accurately. But the idea is if people were to bet on both sides of the bet evenly, the sports book would be guaranteed a certain percentage of profit because of the rake. So the hold on a bet that is minus 110, minus 110 on both sides. Actually, let's do minus 112, minus 112, because that's what most of the prop bets are. The hold on that, if you assume there's no pushes, is 5.5%. Whereas the hold on the Patrick Mahomes touchdown bet, because it's minus 235 on DraftKings, if you bet the other side on FanDuel, which is what, plus 205, Davis? Um, yes plus 205 on the other side, you have the, the holds only 2.9%. So it's like half of a minus 112, minus 112 bet. And what they say in the logic of sports, but when you get that around zero, and this is not at zero to be clear, but when you get that around zero, it's sort of okay to play hunches. Cause like at worst case, you're making a break even bet and you're gambling. Right. Best case, if your hunch is right, you're actually making a plus EV bet. So you know, big disparity between the Mahomes over under one and a half passing touchdowns on both sides. I sort of like the plus 205 under on draft or on FanDuel, but I don't imagine, have a- imagine having the opportunity to play a hunch and then being like, oh, I'm going to take the under. So I probably won't bet that as a result. I think the over is a bad bet with the money, you know, when you factor in the money i i will say for as much as i'm homering up in this game and just going all out on cheap stuff i i did not bet this one and probably won't i do like the over on the jimmy g side we have him projected for round two passing touchdowns over on all jimmy g all all 49ers passing game stuff our projections have as plus ev yeah, I don't even know if I should bet props. I should just bet over on... Well, actually, I should bet props because it's how the offense is going to accrue their production is really where we're different than the market. It's not what their final yardage and stuff is going to be. So over one and a half passing touchdowns at minus 112. That's the same on both sites. What do you have on passing yards on Jimmy G on FanDuel? I've got two so, so it's actually interesting. Uh, so it's still a 20 cent line, but uh, the over is 241 and a half at minus 108. The under is minus 118. So the, the FanDuel Sportsbook is really wagering on Jimmy not having a good passing game. Yeah, I'm guessing getting... Minus 108 is probably more important than the one yard that you're getting at minus 112 on DraftKings. But we have him projected for 262 passing yards. So, you know, that one's pretty close to a break-even bet when you factor in the the odds there. But in general, 
I really do think San Francisco is going to pass more than the market thinks. They just haven't had to in either of these playoff games. They averaged seven freaking yards a carry against Green Bay. There was no reason for them to pass. And then against Minnesota, the Minnesota offense couldn't do anything at all. And after Jimmy G threw a pick to start the second half, they were just like, let's just shut it down and run the ball. Yeah. And we have, we've seen Jimmy G go over 400 yards this season in a game. It's not like, I mean, they have a lot, they have so many good players on offense, like Debo, uh, Manny Kittle, and then all of the running backs are good pass catchers. Like it, it is a situation where if Kansas city gets up 10, zero, you're, you're like already like heading to the window to cash You're you're over two forty one and a half passing yards for Jimmy G. Yeah. Over under on completions for him, 19 and a half. Don't really see much there with the money odds, but, uh, let's see pass attempts. So we have him at 34 pass attempts. And it just minus 109 on the over of 29 and a half. So that seems like an okay bet. I mean, at that point, it's pretty, everything's pretty correlated there, but over across the board on Jimmy G. And you can get bailed out if we're wrong on the volume if he runs pure on efficiency. Obviously, on the attempt side, you can't, but on the passing touchdown side and the yardage side, you can. Yeah. Um, all right. So we, we got to talk about Damien props now. Uh, our, our stuff loves him. And I have, I mean, you know, like I always have to bring the fish logic to the show. There is on, uh, on some of these books, there is, uh, I, I got to go find it right here, but there are, I saw multi touchdown scores was one that I liked for Damien, but, uh, also we have his yardage prop off by a ton basically. So the combined rushing receiving yardage prop line is in the low 80s on both sites. And we have it basically at 100 yards total, uh, 68 rushing, 32 receiving. And I think the book is lining the San Francisco. I think they're taking into account the San Francisco defense a little bit too much. And then as it relates to Mostert too, we have him projected for 12 or yeah, for just over 12 rush attempts. And the line there is 15 and a half, getting plus money on the under on DraftKings. So I think that's a pretty good bet. The concern is that Tevin Coleman's pretty banged up and they just go all moster. So there is some fragility there where our inputs and we're generating those 12 rushing attempts could just be totally off. But if you want to take it further and combine the two, you know, Damien's almost plus 150 to outrush Mostert when we have him straight up projected for more rushing yards than Mostert. I have, um, dude, I have a take. I have a take. Are you ready Let's for go. this? I think the biggest lock is jersey number of first touchdown score or jersey number of last touchdown score under 26 and a half minus 155. That's on both of them. And if you think about all of the players for the Chiefs, the only one who breaks that up is um, Kelsey, right? Because we got we got Tyreek, Demarcus, uh, Hardman, Watkins, Damian, and Mahomes. They are all under it's 26 that. Twenty six and a half. Yeah, twenty six and a half. Damian's twenty six. And it's for either team, right? It's for it's for either team, but I mean the the so line. You lose, Boster, you lose Kittle, but you get Debo and Manny Sanders as well, and and G, like a Jimmy Rush as well. And you get Tevin, right? I think Tevin's twenty one. 
think he's 26. Or he is 20. And that, and, but Breida is 31. Use check is 44. But still, if you're getting all the KC guys except Kelsey, and then you're getting a the, few 49ers guys, yeah, a few 49ers. Yeah. What's basically, the, basically, a, a, it's minus 155 for both of these. Uh, for, uh, minus for 155. But I mean, think about think about the players. So it, it's Kelsey, it's Kittle, and I mean, but the like the the over is a horrible bet. The over is like stone. Yeah. You you should not make that bet at all. Um, I mean, obviously, you wish it was priced more like a, uh, you know, like a coin flip bet, like minus one ten both sides. But I I think that, I I mean, I I think that's actually a great bet. Honestly, I really do. Yeah, I think it's pretty good. Minus one fifty five is a little bit steep. I mean, if you're factoring, if you think that's Mostert's, why you do the, the magic of the parlay, Michael. But I do. I also think everything sort of comes back to the pass rush ratio on San Francisco, right? Because if you have them a little bit more pass happy, that's going to skew the odds in favor of uh, you've got Kittle, but Kittle's not going to out project Manny Sanders and Debo combined. Right. Although you do get born who's off. I think he's 84. Yeah. And then, but most are, there's a lot of, that's probably like having a pretty big impact on the line. And we've got it. Yeah. If you think San Francisco's pass happier and you think Mostert split with Coleman is in favor of Mostert, but not insane, then that bet's pretty good because we already know the KC side mega favors it. Um, okay, do we want to do we want to think about long touchdowns, like total yardage of all touchdowns, or you know who scores the longest touchdown? If we didn't even go through the standard props yet. You already okay. Totally, You're right. All right, we're going back, guys. We're going. We're scaling it back. Standard props. Um, I like the under on Raheem Mostert's rushing yards at minus one twenty four on FanDuel. Does the model agree with that? What is the number? It is. 77 and a half minus 124. Yeah, they like that, but I think I like the under on the attempts better. That that plus a one plus one a one on DraftKings under 15 and a half rushing attempts. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm on board with that one. As far I think we can go to receiving stuff and the receiving stuff's tough. I checked a lot of the lines is you're right where we have it. You know, we like Hardman a lot, but Hardman and Sanders, we have their overs. We have their overs, but what's well, the over 40 and a half is minus 125 on DraftKings on Sanders, which isn't great and sort of brings because we're only projecting 51 as high as we are on the passing game. You know, that's probably a minus EV bet with the money odds up to minus 125. Um, looks like Sanders is, uh, his is not on the board on FanDuel anymore. Either that or I can't see it. You're going to make yeah, I think, double duty and check, huh? No, well, I, don't, look, I don't see it either. Yeah. It way I know it was listed, um, but it is not listed anymore. Cause I, it was in our article up on sports grid. I, I had it pulled at one point. So Debo 53 and a half. I don't think there's a lot there. You know, Sammy, we've got him like right at 50, which is what they have at line at Hardman at 22 and a half. We have at 26 yards, which I, th- I mean, I think betting the heart, the over on Hardman's okay, but not great. 
I don't really see a lot here, which is surprising to me on the San Francisco side, liking the Jimmy G overs, but these lines are either a little bit more efficient or they're just juiced so high that there doesn't seem to be much edge in the receiving side of things. I mean, I would assume that if you're looking at Super Bowl props, these are the ones that are going to be the most efficient because these are going to be the ones that are bet into the most. Yeah. So, right, I you, mean, that so, just is what it is. I, I'm trying to see if there's something in terms of like most receiving yards. That's fun. That's where like Hardman could get fun because he can break such big plays. Yeah. I mean, I, I love that one. Uh, I'm pulling up. It's 2,500. I have no concept in my mind of whether that's a good line or not though. But if I were, and this, you know, at this point we know that these multi-way markets are the casinos raking these pretty hardcore. So. I mean, the, the hold, the hold on these can get like North of 15% pretty quick. Yeah. So you're probably taking a long shot. And the only one I really like is Hardman. I suppose you could make the case for DeMarcus Robinson at plus 3,300. I think, I think De- that's, I think that's showdown only. Yeah. I think the game breaking ability for Hardman is so much higher than Robinson. And he was on the field a lot more the week before that if you were taking a stab in something where he has to outproduce everyone, not just do okay. You know, that That's going to be the move. Yeah, I, I like that. I like that a little bit. Um, I like first wide receiver to reach 20-plus receiving yards, Bourne versus Hardman. I like Hardman on that one. That's a, that, is a, <laughs> that is a big fat line, though. It's minus 115 both sides, so that's a huge hold line. Yeah, I do like Hardman as well. If you were to bet on one of the you know, juiced-up yardage guys, we actually have Kittle projected for the most receiving yards. And Harry Correct. and Kelsey are the big favorites. So Kittle yeah. at plus four. What's he on Vando? He's plus four hundred on DraftKings. Seems like okay. Um the the markets are like they don't they don't have that market like most most passing yards. Or if they do, it's uh it's not easy to find. Yeah, I've noticed their stuff wasn't nearly as easy to navigate. As yeah, like under receiving props, they have first wide receiver to reach blank yards, first tight end to reach blank yards, uh, receiving yards match bet. So you have like Debo versus Tyreek, uh, Sanders versus Watkins, Bourne versus Hardman. Oh, most receiving yards match bet, Bourne versus Hardman, Hardman plus 105. I, I would say we would like that side a, a good bit. Yeah, let me see. I'm pretty sure we do. Bourne's got a better chance of scoring a touchdown. We ha- we actually have Bourne ahead of Hardman, but that one's tough. The Hardman's more volatile. You know, he's got that big playability, but Bourne's role is easier to carve out. So, I don't know. I want to say Hardman. Hardman on FanDuel, his over on receptions of over one and a half receptions is plus 102. Yeah. Like, I like that. Uh, we're, like- I mean, we're screwed in showdown if... Hardman yeah, it, here's the thing. I mean, that is that's just putting more. That's just um bad money after bad because I'm gonna have so much Hardman in a in showdown. Uh oh, he this is one 105 on that on DraftKings. Man, Nicole Hard. I, I think if I was betting any of the Hardman props, maybe I'd take a chance at 25 to one on most yardage. But I think I just hope he gets two catches. I think he's getting two because sometimes they run that BS little yeah to him too. Yeah, I mean, the, the 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 pop pass. Yeah, I'm the best over on Hardman. So, to recap, over on Jimmy, 
over on Damian, under on Mostert, over on Hardman as general lines of thought. Obviously, you want to check the prices and lines of the individual stats. Okay, here's a, here's I, I'm wondering what the projections say about this one, but I thought this one was like a crazy good bet. Total number of San Francisco 49ers to record a reception over five and a half, even at minus 190. I, I think that that is an incredibly good line. Over, so you need six? You need, so basically you need two running backs to catch a pass. You need Sanders, yeah, Bourne, yeah. and Debo to all catch a pass, and then Kittle. And I catch a pass. I probably yeah, yeah. So yeah, you if Usechek catches a pass, Breida catches a pass, Coleman catches a pass. Like this, this could like hit by halftime. You need the three wide receivers, Kittle, and two running backs, and you're there. Yeah, which seems pretty likely. And then you've also got outs on three running backs. You know, they run a random play to Richie James. Dwelly gets one. Yeah, that's probably the correct play. And if you think they're throwing as often as we do, you know, there's even more out just because we think Jimmy throws a ton. Right. Yeah. Like, I, I, I think that that is uh, – I, I, I think that – I mean, I know the price is horrible, but that one just seemed like a crazy good – it seemed like a crazy good one. Oh, you know what we um, have to do on Uncertain Futures is the 2021 Super Bowl winner. Yeah, well, we got to look at that for sure. All right, I'm going to go over to the DraftKings Sportsbook now because I think they have more exotic props than the FanDuel one does. Like, um, uh, I believe the they, I believe, props? yeah, the novelty, not, not, so not even like, not even like the crazy ones, but like I saw that they had, um, uh, like a fat guy touchdown, fat like man in TVs plus 3300. You can only. Bet it one way. Some retirement specials. Um, I I saw that some of the some of the other books had um they had over two point five people to throw a touchdown or to throw a pass at all. And I thought that was I thought that oh, one was trick pretty interesting. Yeah. So total number of players to attempt to pass is only plus one twenty four, the over two and a half. To complete a pass is plus 200. To throw a TD pass is plus 1,200. You can bet the unders on those, but it's, you know, mega juice. Like the hold on these. So it's plus 124 for over two and a half and minus 155. I like, I like the Actually, overs though. I like, yeah, I like the yes. I like the yes on all of those. Cause I think, I think that if, if you were going to point out to me two teams of all teams in the NFL that are very likely to have this happen in a game, I think these are probably two of the four teams I would point out to say they're going to the have Patriots someone else throw there. a pass. Patriots, that would be a lock. So the Chiefs have a former college quarterback at tight end. They've called the trick passing play for Tyreek and Sammy Watkins already this year. And the 49ers did this multiple times during the year where Debo and Sanders had plays where they had an option pass. In fact, in that crazy shootout against the Saints, Manny Sanders threw a freaking dime to Raheem Mostert on a reverse play. There you have it. Well, here's the thing, Davis. Here's the thing. Last year, I hit on the MVP bet, and I took a lot of heat for touting Edelman as it was impossible to happen. There was no way Edelman. What was hit. the What was the number you got? Like twenty to one. 
Oh my gosh. Wow. What a, what a G Michael Leone. Yeah. Just a, a little humble brag right there. I had Gurley at like 12 to one before it dropped to eight to one and that ended up <laughs> egregious, but Hey, if you hit the 20 to one, it works. If itself. you hit that, the geometric mean of that wager, I took Pretty a good. lot of heat for like people were upset. I don't know why that would trigger people, but they really just were going through the ends of the earth to show me that it was impossible for a receiver to win and not Brady, which to me was crazy because a Brady receiver had already won the MVP in Dion branch previously. But anyways, the game broke literally perfect for an Edelman MVP script. This year, the San Francisco side of things is somewhat interesting because, you know, Mahomes seems like a mega lock on the KC side of things. If I was messing around on the KC side of things, like, you know, we just might as well all in. Sammy or Hardman, like someone that could just have. It won't be Hardman because Hardman, it would be literally one play. But, dude, he's got return equity, too. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) We've been waiting all year. I've been waiting for someone else to drop return equity. I mean, this is literally something that I will use for people who don't know. Like, in our, like, Slack channel, like, where we're arguing about stuff, I will I will bring up return equity if it helps my argument in any way. And, I mean, we're talking about this will change stuff over 16 games by, like, half a point. And I'll be like, oh, dude, but return equity? <laughs> and I've just – and now and now Leone has set it back, and now it's just really the year has come full, full circle. Here's the thing. 80 to 1. <laughs> A guy that could catch eighty to one. Points. I'm gonna bet this right now. Imagine <laughs> him. Imagine him winning it and not having this. Imagine. Sam, but Sammy forty five to one. Like is Tyreek Hill that much more likely than Sammy to well probably, but <laughs> yes, because hey, Tyreek has return equity. If the game is close, they put him back there. Yeah, they tried to do that in the Houston game, and he fumbled. Yeah, it was awesome. We're losing. Let's throw Tyreek back there. Fumble. Now we're losing by more. San Francisco side of things. I I do have a take for the San Francisco side. Yeah. Bosa at 33 to 1 was the one that I like. That's what he is on the FanDuel sports. I feel like if you're doing that, bet D Ford at 85 to 1. I mean, you just bet all because if San Francisco, here's the thing. If the San Francisco 49ers win, they probably don't win because of their offense, right? It just it feels unlikely to me that they win a 42 to 35 shootout and Jimmy gets the MVP. I think they win, you know, strip sacking Mahomes a couple times, defensive touchdowns, that sort of way. And so I think if you're if you're wagering on the MVP markets, that's kind of the way to go. So of the non-super long shots. I hate to keep going back to this guy, but a starting running back that's playing 95% of his team snaps is 25 to one in the form Damian, of baby. Williams. Imagine, imagine me spending all year eating these L's on Damian Williams. And then he wins Super Bowl MVP. Damian and Sammy co MVPs. <laughs> <laughs> Either of your bets pay out or they both pay out. They both pay out, right? They both pay out. Like if it would be, if it would be like, well, it probably depends on the book. Right. And this is something to know. Uh, I I would bet that these books really don't want bad press on Super Bowl bets though. So they pay out both in full. Can they even do co MVPs? I don't even, 
think they can. Sure. I mean, it's happened in, uh, I feel like it's maybe happened in basketball before. Basketball, we've had MVP from the losing team. I thought I saw, I think points bet maybe was offering MVP happens from the losing Draft team. Kings like has it at plus 4,000. So if that was plus 10,000, I think you could bet it. Uh, you could put a, a five bucks on that. I don't know. I don't think it's going to happen in football. Maybe it's not I mean, going to, at a certain not. point it's worth betting, but all right. So long shot defensive players for San Francisco. And then, yeah, it's tough to bet against Mahomes. But if those touchdowns happen to be rushing touchdowns or Damian catches one and runs in a couple, you know, people will give the MVP based on touchdowns. So Damian 25 to 1 really seems not too bad. The Bosa line's ridiculous. Get out of here betting Bosa. I mean, my, my thinking is, is accurate, though which is that if San Francisco wins, it's more likely than the average NFL team to go to a defensive player. Yeah, so take one of the 80 to 1 guys. How are you how are you going to how are you going to feel when how are you going to feel when Nick Bosa strip sacks Mahomes and what just rips the ball out of his right now? 33. I mean Dude, those are better odds than Sammy. That can't be right. Bose is plus twenty five hundred on DK. People must be betting him. That's the only explanation. <laughs> the steam, the steam. The I mean, st- I did, I did tout it on the Fanduel. Hurry up! It's a terrible bet. It's not a terrible bet. At the number, it's at. So let me. I guess. I guess I'll say he's correlated to a specific game script where someone like Sammy is harder for him to win and not have Mahomes win. I would say it's very similar to the Edelman bet, and but even even less so, honestly. No, it's less because so I think this game has this game has so much less of like a thirteen to three ability overall in it. Yeah, I I just like you really think that Bosa is three times as likely to win it as D Ford. I think that once you get past ten to one, these are all made up probabilities that the sports book doesn't feel good about, and we don't have any way to model these decisions okay. out anyway. But still, Bosa. So your your point that is D Ford. I mean, your point your point is correct, which is that if you're going to be betting these defensive players, you should just be trying to get the best numbers possible. Yeah, that is true. We're gonna bet all of these long shot MVPs, and then Mahomes is just and then Mahomes is just gonna win. Yeah. So I I guess that's another thing we should talk about is my my kind of approach to uh betting on especially single game stuff like this is one you need to be trying to mix in some of the 10 to 1 20 to 1 30 to 1 type stuff even at you know 0.1 unit half unit or whatever to uh you know to to kind of balance out your upside for the game i guess because like i mean you could you could go 35% 35% on on minus 110 wagers or whatever but if you win one of your deeper wages that can that can swing the whole game around and then also I would kind of think about correlating your wagers as well like if you have bet the Chiefs and the over you probably don't want to be betting uh, the under on Jimmy G passing yards, right? Like you need to be thinking about how all the wagers kind of are working together so you're not just I know, like but if you're not but if they're all straight bets, you also sort of just want to bet what you think's most likely to happen and what you have modeled out most likely to happen. 
I mean, yeah. Which is probably going to be what you're saying, but it's not like these sites that you bet correlated parlays, in which case I would say 100%. Love a good correlated parlay? So. All right, that's 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 all I got. That's all you got? Yeah. You got anything else? Do I have anything else? Um, no, I mean, we're, so we're going to do uh, a less scientific, less math-based version of this podcast on the TakeCast feed with myself, Nate Noling, and Sammy Reed a little bit later in the week. So that'll be the, the Gilcast Super Bowl preview. And uh, so if you, if you hated Mike's logic and trying to apply logic to these wagers and you just want to hear takes firing off, I would, uh, I would go and, and listen to that podcast as well. Yeah, and you have a monster just betting props, everything preview on SportsGrid as well, right? Yeah, so on SportsGrid, we have we have Showdown. We have everyone from the network's picks. We have uh, some of these player props are written up uh, with links to the FanDuel and DraftKings Sportsbook. If you guys don't have accounts yet, points bet as well. I believe a few of the other legal New Jersey and Pennsylvania casinos, and that is definitely worth checking out. So uh, we are all getting pumped and ready for the Super Bowl and hope that you guys are too. And uh, we will be back. I think the next time you hear Leone and I, it will be on the Uncertain Futures show. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.